Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome to the 12 Days of Ultraman 2020, Day 9, here on the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. With me, as always, is the jolliest a-hole this side of the nuthouse, Mr. <laughs> Patrick Rooney. Hey, everybody. How are you? Yeah, a little, sure, little Christmas... Well, a little Christmas vacation <laughs> reference for you. I know. I know. Uh, Hallelujah. You know what? Where's the Tylenol? Exactly. <laughs> so. Oh, good Lord. I enjoy that one. So um, this is episode nine of the uh, Ultraman oh. Orb Origins saga. Yeah. And it is called Reason. Now, if you go by the Wikia, it is called Touch Theory. Okay, not even close. I don't know. Whatever. I just got to let him slide. Ah, what? Right. We we uh, had nothing what? to do with the making of the titles. So we have nothing slide. to do with the making of any of this. But you know that's well. Fine. No, they, they, listen. <laughs> they I, listen. We know that. You know what? There's a lot of there's a lot of look. Past, look, uh, correlation is not causation, but <laughs> it there seems to have like been a little bit of. Too much coincidence. Yeah, the things we have said and things that have shown up on this yeah, on the series. With Sevenger just doing like like doing the cleanup in that one episode, like fixing yep. all the rubble. And like, holy yep. crap, we, we we're seeing it. This is <laughs> happening. <coughs> oh, wow. Would have appreciated a shot in a later episode where it was all three of the robots doing it, but that's okay. Now you're getting finicky. Now you're getting finicky. Hey, if I'm getting a little, I'm asking for more. Uh, this was the air date for this was 220 of 2017, directed, of course, by Hideki Ota, and Hisako Kurosawa is our writer. Um, the ninth episode of Ultraman Orb Origin Saga originally aired on Amazon Japan. Okay. Yeah. All right, here we go. Go ahead. Again, with that lousy. Now we have a new closing. I forgot to mention. Aside from the new theme song, which is dreadful. Right. Okay? Can we talk about how not great the closing theme song is either? You know what? I haven't listened to either one of the closing theme songs. Not great. They're not great. They're not great. The music for this show is not great. It's just no. No, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> just uh uh Somebody posted on the forum the, or on the, on the uh, Facebook page the other day. Um, the, a uh, two CD thing that came out in Japan recently, and it's got all the theme songs from the main Ultraman shows. Right. Uh, and you know what I'm glad about? That it's only the main ones, and I don't have to deal with this. I yeah. have a track I have to skip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, mad that, I'm mad that the Ultraman Naos theme isn't on it, because that was a banger, thank you very much, as the kids said. Gotcha. Gotcha. I enjoyed that last year, but this is... <laughs> yeah. Why would you make a morose theme song to a show with action and <laughs> giant monsters in it? Just, because oh. they have enough pouty guys in it. They have enough pouty, touchy-feely stuff in it. But the, <sighs> fine. You know what? I know. Fine. I know. <laughs> fine. You've made your bed line. So Ultraman Agul rises up. Oh, can I point out, and I meant to point out in the last episode, we were talking about how they the effects are pretty good university crosses. The effect where Juggler falls into the ocean 
is atrocious. It's terrible. It's terrible. It and is. And the parting of the sea is almost terrible. As bad as, no, that's almost as bad as the original Ten Commandments. I let the Ten Commandments go because that was the late 50s, early 60s. This is the 2000s. You can't do that anymore. It looks bad. Well, I mean, look, when you're when you're considering where the, the I believe the the 10 commandments was uh a practical effect too to boot. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's a practical effect. It wasn't a digital effect because it was the what yeah, was it 1960 something? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um but I mean that's that's an achievement. But this had to be done on digital effect, and uh, water is notoriously difficult to animate. Digitize well. They're only yes. getting it. They're only getting it right recently. Water is a tough road to hoe. Um, but I'm I'm okay with it. It's it's not as bad as what looked like out of an episode of Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego or something like that. That effect of juggler spinning through the air. Badly in scale, and yeah. then falling in the. It was that was that Terrible. guy was like, you know what? I'm going to lunch. This is done. Yeah. <laughs> this is close enough. This is what we got. This is the best yeah. I'm going to get. Yeah. All right, I guess it goes in. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that that was like that's the best we could do. It was like, look, we we had a deadline. Uh, we were short staffed that day. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> So as the blue giant Ultraman Ogle arises, he fights against the giant Bezo while Juggler barges in and tries to take the monster down himself. So what's great is you just see Ultraman Ogle like fold his arms up and he's like, I'll, uh, I'll observe this and see where this goes. And I, I, I'm kind of confused as <laughs> that. Aren't they supposed to fight the monsters and not yeah, just but let I, some random alien take care of it? Well, see, his original thing was he took a vow to protect the earth not necessarily okay. the people uh, he is he is kind of like gamera gamera um in the the 90s gamera series he is the guardian of the universe right so he is a protector of earth he is a protector of the planet he is not the actual not, people in it he is not under any circumstances necessarily Interested in the people living on the planet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Who are considered at best insects. <laughs> like, yeah, they're here and they are part of the overall scheme of things, but you they know, kind of get in the way. <laughs> collateral damage is going to be done and yeah. it's for the greater good. I um, gotcha. I gotcha. If you get a chance to see the, the Gamera, uh, 90s Gamera series. Uh, take it because holy crap, they're fantastic. Oh. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. So um, let's see here. Um, uh, uh, he, he, oh, Agul finishes it because uh, Juggler's Juggler's recklessness causes him to be thrown aside while fighting. Um, right. Reverting to Fujiyama, the Ultraman Agul is able to understand Juggler's frustration due to their similar background. And he tells him, don't fight alone. And he's like, you don't know. You know my real dad. Um, <laughs> you don't understand. Oh, I can do God. it. I'll do it myself. Shut up. Sure, Stupid. sure. Uh, <sighs> so Guy tells his background in relations with Juggler. Gamu assumes or assures him that both of them would always stay connected 
and would someday gain mutual understanding. That's, sure. that's fine and dandy. Yeah, sure. And hey, it actually turned out to be true, but that's another story. <laughs> um, Gamu, you were right. You can go to bed knowing that. Yes. Uh, Fujiyama overhears this before introducing himself, while Gamu further relates their past relationship to Guy and Juggler. Um, while Shohei senses Amate's arrival on Earth, mighty quick. Um, yeah. What's it? Yeah. What's it been? Twenty minutes? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it hasn't been that long. It's been ten. <laughs> <laughs> Seventy thousand light years. Ten minutes. Come on. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Script magic. We know this. Wormhole technology? I don't know. Um, yeah, magic button. Um, when Shohei senses Amate's return uh, to Earth, Guy transforms into Orb and takes off to defend the Suzark from uh, the Bezelb army and the infected Birdon and Bemstar. Yes. yes. Um, and I love Bemstar in his, uh, in his flying saucer smog monster mode where he's just like, <laughs> he's just like this flat disc. He looks like a monster frisbee yes that was very cool yeah um the ship of course lands safely on earth as uh orb beats the living daylights out of the uh the uh in invading aliens of course. um now meanwhile uh shohei and amate finally meet each other for the first time in the flesh and Which is, amate's girl is uh she or is the girl upset. that yeah the girl that amate that has a uh i'm sorry shohei's girl uh, the one that has a crush on him, I should say, uh, right, is yeah. super not psyched about any of this. Yeah. She's like, why do you have to, to meet her? her? She's yeah. an empress? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, that's a big, that's that's big competition. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. If you just happen to work with somebody and you're like, God, they're really good looking and I like them and, and they're handsome and he's going to make a good husband. Oh, an empress, eh? Well, I guess that's that. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty yep. much. I got nothing. <laughs> so uh, <sighs> once they group, uh, they regroup, the party believes that the queen is enslaved to Dr. Psyche due to her cry yes. being detected by Amate. <laughs> Shohei and Guy himself uh, doubt that this is a ploy by the monster ruler. Guy volunteers to go by himself to the moon where uh, Dr. Psyche appears to have landed. Of course. And that's um, where all the aliens go first is the moon. Well, it's, it's, it's the, the stuckies of the, of the Milky Way, apparently. Well, it's but, not just that it's the dark side of the moon. You never get to see it. So the aliens could sit there and never be bothered. And you'd never know. I don't think that's the actual case. Is it? Cause the moon spins, right? But the, what we see the quote unquote light side of the moon. Isn't that always changing though? No, it never really? changes. It's synchronous? Yeah. Huh. So while the moon is spinning around the Earth, its orbit and its rotation are the same. So we only get to see the one side of the moon. Really? That's huh. why it's called the dark side of the moon, because we don't get to see it. Well, I always assumed that that was like folklore. No. Like, oh, there's a side of the moon we never get to see, and that's where... That's where all the aliens are. That's where all no. the shenanigans are happening. No, that's that's truth, actually. Huh. Sorry. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> science. Look at that. And you know what, guys? I'm not I'm not intrigued enough to look it up on the air. How's that? <laughs> I'm not going to fact check this because it's unnecessary for the drama of the story. Uh, so true. Orb arrives on the moon and is beset upon 
by Beezles. Um, of course. And how. But he finally fights his way through it. Um, let's see here. Um, and it, he enters Dr. Psyche's ship where he meets the mad scientist. And uh, he's like, no, no, I have not enslaved the queen. That's crazy talk. Her cooperation yeah, I would never is genuine. do such a thing. <sighs> and uh, he... He finally admits to Guy, he's like, look, I'm not out to suppress anybody's free will. That's crazy talk. What I am going to do is create a dystopia where there is no free will to begin with, so you don't have to suppress it. Big brain stuff. <laughs> and you sit there listening to his craziness and go, Oh, and he, dude, he's crazy. Oh, he went out on the crazy limb. Yeah, Dr. But, Psyche's a nut bar. <laughs> at the same time, you're like, you know what? For a crazy idea, it sounds okay. Yeah, sure. If you're if you, if you're willing to, if you're willing to like say, it, that's the thing with brutal dictators is, as long as you're like, well, if everybody listens, it's gonna be fine. <laughs> but there's as long always as gonna everybody be everybody does what I say. You can do anything. No one's gonna get hurt. Yeah, yeah. It's an it's the, he is the uh, like the galaxy's most abusive boyfriend well he's, he's the goblin king as long yeah. as you <laughs> as long as you yeah, do what i more, say more or less fine. yeah you're right <laughs> he is he is and and well, the, then the, his little assistant creates an energy field around guy to keep him from transforming to ultraman or right um juggler's juggler suddenly appears in the ship and appears to uh cut dr psyche in half but it turns out that it's merely a hologram Right. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Yeah. Um and, and they're gonna uh, use a bomb against Orb and or Guy and Juggler. Yeah, what's great is destroy. the it's the bombs that the original guy set on his ship when he came to kill him. Yes. Yes. So like what's funny about that is like, hey, why don't we leave these explosives in place just in case I need them later? That's a tip off that the guy you're working with isn't exactly top shelf mentally stable. <laughs> yeah. He'd like to think, you know what? I know there's bombs. Let me get them out of my way. Yeah. Just I mean, saying. Disarm them, put them in storage a little bit. You know, we might maybe, need them for maybe. later, but don't leave them attached to the structural integrity of the ship. Yeah. Where anything can go wrong. You would think. <laughs> <laughs> It certainly hey, isn't exactly. It certainly isn't not a possibility. Yeah, <laughs> hey, oh. exactly. So juggler, uh, you know, tries to break through the tries to break through the uh, field electrical barrier. Yeah, and then we see uh, the gooey gluey from the from the uh, perspective of space looking down at the moon. Yes, and kaboom! And you're like, oh. Yeah, that, that can't be good, but that's also the end of the episode. So we right. have to wait until next time to figure yeah, tomorrow. out what it is. Right. Exactly. Uh, now, it's not... You, you, know, you know they're not going to die. No, of course not. There's going to be some <laughs> sort of deus ex machina or whatever. But right. Can I just state how nice the, the, um, the rendering of the moon was? Yes. Very, yes. very detailed. That was effective. That looked great. Yes. That yes. was nice looking. Yeah, I did good. like that. Kudos to you guys. And also, I always love watching Ultraman because whenever you see the Earth from space, it's a different Earth than you see when you're watching any American science fiction, which shows <laughs> North America. 
Of course. Now you've seen Japan. Japan. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> you get you get an earth with an island right in about in the middle, then a whole lot of stuff on the left-hand side, and then a whole lot of blue and nothing else yep. on the other yep. side. <laughs> and it's funny to think about, like, in whatever country you live in, what your mental Vision picture... Yeah, your mental picture of the Earth from space is. Yes, yes. Our mental picture of the Earth from space is basically eastern United States. Theirs is Japan because it is small enough to be the eastern United States. Right. Yeah, ours is like, okay, here's North America, Canada, then it starts to fade down a little bit. Yeah. Um, I assume that all the Brazilian science fiction shows <laughs> rotate that a little bit. Then you just right. see Brazil. a little bit of, little bit of <laughs> Central America coming up, you know. Uh, the any Russian sort of science fiction is probably just the big thumping continent of Eurasia right there. Like you know, it's probably more than likely Moscow because that where is where everything would take place. Yeah, but if you're watching, if you're seeing it from space, you see. Okay, so that's what that's closer to Europe. The Ural Moscow. Mountains. Yeah. Okay. It's about two hours by train from the Ural Mountains. Okay, and that, and since. I haven't vacationed in the Ural Mountains in some time, Patrick. Uh, you want to remind me, and I mean the listeners, uh, where the Ural <laughs> Mountains are located? Because I don't know. They're what separate. I mean, they Europe. might not know. They're what separate Europe from Asia. They're just there you go. west of Poland is the easy way to put it. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Sorry. Like, Geography is okay. a fun thing. The, literally, <laughs> literally. The only town I know in Russia and its approximate location on a map is Vladivostok. Oh, good God. <laughs> For two reasons. One, there is a submarine base there, and it was used as something in the original G.I. Joe comics uh, back in the 80s. Okay. Secondly, when my friend adopted her daughter from Russia, she adopted her from Vladivostok. Ah, see, that one makes more sense. Does it? Right, yeah, because you, at least, you know what? This is my friend. She's adopting a daughter from this city. Let me try to figure out where that is. I only knew where it was because of the G.I. Joe thing. This just helped. <laughs> okay. I was like, wait, so you have to fly to Moscow, and then you have to fly to Vladivostok. And she's like, oh, yeah, you can't. That's the, that's the worst part is – in order to do the adoption thing at the time, you couldn't do it. Like you couldn't fly to Alaska and then fly to Vladivostok. Oh no. That, no, would, that be would be too easy. Far too convenient. <laughs> you oh. have to go the other way around the world. Yeah. Oh, you have to go around God. the world the other way. Oh. And then you're there for two weeks or whatever. And, and Oh God. See with um, me and having a history degree, I kind of know where St. Petersburg and, this um black sea and all of that stuff you know leningrad stalingrad yeah Moscow, i kind of used to know where that was back in the 80s when yeah you know we were concerned about where we were going to drop the bombs um <laughs> but you've forgotten in the 30 40 years since <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah i was <laughs> like yeah it's uh, i got i got other things to concern myself with exactly you that's know fair. that's yeah. fair yeah 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 so um not a lot of action in this one. No, again, again, we're waiting for the buildup. This is all backstory. This is all drama. This is uh, all right. All I'm right. blaming right. it squarely on this new theme song. <laughs> Just like it comes in, it's like, uh, 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 
It's like, oh, Damn. it's almost it's almost as if they were like, hey, you know what market we haven't tapped is angsty teenage girls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they got them with this one because this. Let is me very tell you angsty. something. I don't think angsty teenage girls are watching a lot of ultra. <laughs> don't. I but don't this care. is how you get them in. <laughs> I don't think it is. I honestly don't. I don't. I don't know if that's a. I don't know if that's a. I don't know if there is an inroad for the uh, angsty teenage girl demographic not. into Ultraman. Probably not. <laughs> you're gonna get. You're gonna get. I think a lot of kids in Japan outgrow Ultraman when they hit a certain age. Okay, I could see that. And then they wind back into it when they become young adults. And they're like, oh, yeah, Ultraman. I used to watch that one. Oh, it's good. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. You could see that. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't, I think girl, uh, angst, the angsty teenage girls maybe uh, already lost and never going to be gained again. Well, I'm just going to say they drift into uh, anime. Okay. Fair enough. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's where I think the angsty teenage girls hang out at some sort of uh, drama animes uh, or perhaps with, uh, with, uh, Sexually androgynous vampires, oh, that kind of thing. That's my enough. guess. That's okay. my guess. That's I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Yeah, we have. But no I like the fact that like they were like, "Hey, you guys," and I wondered why they're not going to have the older Ultraman. Like, all right, you guys stay on canon, and then Orb goes to Earth, and I'm like, "Well, why wouldn't you have?" Oh, you need you need to have other Ultraman from from Earth show up. That's sure. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is... Okay, we've gotten rid of those Ultramen. Now we're going to deal with these Ultramen. And we don't have to pay those guys anymore because they're on a completely different planet. Right. <laughs> we don't know what that union is like. We have no idea what that union is like. It's fine. It's fine. Exactly. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you would think that they would get paid by episode instead of just... Oh, I'm sure the they do. I'm sure they do. Right. But so every time they can keep them off an episode, it saves them money. Oh yeah, Good I'm, I'm sure that's the case. Um, but yeah, it's just all right. Fine. Yeah. Uh, by yeah. the way, the uh, the artist for the uh, for the True Fighter uh, is called Future Boys with a Z. What True Fighter? I'm sorry. A True Fighter is the name of the new theme song. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. And the artists are the Future Boys, B-O-Y-Z. Oh, Thank you, but no. Thank you. No, that's okay. Thank you, Future Boys. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Uh, yeah. Whatever. whatever. Makes you wonder if uh, if they did anything out there. Or they are probably immensely popular. Who knows? Yeah, We're not Japanese. We don't know teenage no. teen boy bands. <laughs> I know. I know very little. I am super limited in my Japanese music to loudness. ECO, uh, uh, Balzac, Sabbath. Um, oh, um, yeah, you've got me a, couple, by a bunch already. <laughs> there was a couple of, there was a couple of like eighties metal bands that I used to know too, not just loudness, but like underground, like metal bands. And, okay. uh, and then the newest, uh, I probably know is, uh, Puffy Amayumi. That's about as good as <laughs> Sure. Okay. They did the Teen Titans. They did the Teen Titans uh, theme song to the original Teen Titans Japanese cartoon version. that was on cart. No, the one that was on Cartoon Network. Oh, okay. Not Teen Titans Go, but the one that was on before. Yeah, that. 
Yeah, the slightly anime more. Yeah, yeah, that one. Old, yeah, yeah, but that one was done. Like by Puffy to watch Animal. that one when it, if it's on. Yeah, you know, but they watch more Teen Titans Go than anything else. So I have not <laughs> seen an episode of Teen Titans Go. So yeah, don't, I heard it's not worth it. Well, I heard Teen Titans Go to the movies was quite good. So I yeah, but you have to actually is. watch Teen Titans Go to kind of know what's going on with Teen Titans Go to the movies. Oh, I, I. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. I'm. Look, right. I watched the Ultraman Ginga S movie. Okay, I was unsatisfied <laughs> with it because I didn't know what the hell was going on. But again, <laughs> you gave it a I, shot. I gave it a shot. That was the important. <laughs> uh, we're currently watching a lot of Justice League action in our house, which was okay. a a one series, a one season Cartoon Network series. Um, which I don't know why it didn't go for more than one season. It's great. Uh. And it it digs deep, like oh really? There are a okay. lot of obscure, like you get your typical. You know, you don't get a lot of. I don't think I've seen Aquaman in one of these. Aquaman is hard to do. That's the problem. I mean, if it it's a cartoon series, so he shouldn't be tough, but he is yeah. hard to do. Hard to Dude, really get involved. There aren't. <laughs> there are multiple episodes with Booster Gold. Ooh. And there's no Aquaman, okay. Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, um, Hawkman. Oh. Haw- I mean, Hawkman's not super, but he's second string, maybe. Yeah, um, second string. Uh, Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, um, Star Girl, um, Martian Manhunter. He might be first tier at this point. Um, Doctor Fate, Zatanna, lots of oh. Zatanna. Oh, okay, like, yeah, they're doing all kinds of different people, dude. Space cabbie. Oh, good God. I've never even yeah. heard of him. Right. Like, <laughs> he's in at least four episodes. Oh, God, no. Seriously, oh, Jonah God. Hex. Oh, wow. Um, That's oh, yeah. Back. They're not farting around on this show, and it's pretty good. Um, a lot of Green Arrow. I don't recall seeing any Green Lantern, but again, I haven't watched the whole, two, the whole season yet. <laughs> but yeah, if uh, that's my recommendation. By the way, if uh, you're looking for something else because it's cheap, you can buy the whole series for about twenty bucks on Amazon. In okay. Two volumes. Um, I picked up first volume at the Dollar Tree a oh, couple months go. ago, and Owen was is hooked on it. Loves it. Oh, cool! Yeah, right. so that's Fair why enough. we're watching a lot of it at our house because he wants <laughs> oh, to watch superheroes. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah, exactly. That's his thing. <laughs> so, and I gotta go. I got. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, guys. So tomorrow we continue with another. Episode yeah, called Flower Storm. 10. Oh, sure. Episode 10, yeah. Because why wouldn't it be? Um, <laughs> I know. Why wouldn't it Why be? wouldn't it be? Of course. Ah, yeah. So rate, review, subscribe, and we'll see you again tomorrow for more of the 12 Days of Ultraman, Ultraman Orb, Origin Saga, Episode 10, Half of the Science Patrol. I am Richard Collins. I'm Pat Rooney. Sally Fork, you guys. Take care, everybody. Bring back Bob. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast. <laughs> <laughs>